Full of Sound and Fury is a podcast for adults, by adults, containing adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, so I guess we're going to start there. I, I don't know. <laughs> Top of mind. Well, actually, we should start with the start. Uh, welcome to Full of Sunday Fairy Podcast. I'm Cyrus Mortazali of Kirkland, Washington. Uh, with me from Austin, Texas is Ariel Rodriguez. Hello. We're going to open the, uh, the Full of Sunday Fairy Podcast holiday special, if you will, <laughs> with a recap of the World Cup uh, 2022. I guess, the, I guess we can start with the final because that doesn't make any sense. Recording mere hours after Argentina. <sighs> tried really hard to lose that game <laughs> <laughs> i know everything felt like it was in such cruise control until the half and even after the half i'll be i'll be i mean i feel like you know 20 ish maybe almost 30 minutes in i wasn't i wasn't noticing i'm not exactly the most detailed uh soccer uh football whatever you want to call it uh, uh observer or whatever but then i think cyrus you were tweeting that like argentina's midfield they just couldn't sub in to keep the energy fresh because like that was really, I think, the tale of the first half was France tries to make it down down the pitch, and they just they get swallowed by the midfield, and they they, they get nothing filter seems to filter through very little anyway. And then my Spanish is rusty. What is you shall not have the ball in Espanol? Because <laughs> that's what they were doing through the yeah. first sixty, and then that's where the shift that you were alluding to came from. They were like, you know, we could sub. We're not going to. Yeah. They had they brought one sub on in the first ninety minutes. And yeah, they started to get tired and France got the ball. And then they had that just ridiculous penalty in the, I think the 81st, 82nd minute after just dominating. Well, not, well, yeah, they dominated for an hour. And then 20 minutes after the next 20 minutes, their tired guys kind of survived and then they opened the door and Kylian Mbappe said, thank you very much. And then he and said, thank you very much again and again. <laughs> yeah, so then all, and in the second minute, we're somehow tied 2-2. Yeah, I turned away to like uh, help my daughter with something <laughs> clean up. I'm like, wait, they went from two down 2-0 to tied? <laughs> what the hell? Which set up just like a super fun, wide-open game for the last 10 in regulation. It's just, like, Americans really don't like this game? What the hell are you yeah. guys doing? <laughs> I know, because that was magical. I mean... I, Cutter sucks for a number of geopolitical reasons. <laughs> full stop. <laughs> uh, full stop. <laughs> but the cup itself this time around, uh, on the pitch, what just so many great moments. Like I feel like it was a really good tournament in those in the sense that there was drama, there was unexpected outcomes, there was great play at all at all different positions and, and scenarios. It was really fun to watch. And I think sometimes you you see a World Cup and it's just like Oh, Brazil just plows all the way to the end and, you know, whatever. Some other interesting stuff happens in, in parallel. But, you know, they get to the end of the bracket, they win, and yay, Brazil, tack on another star in your in your jersey and move on. And uh, that wasn't the case this time. So that was, it was fun. It was exciting all the way through. The goalkeeping was phenomenal. And I think that's probably where the beginning of all that excitement comes from. That that's so leveling in both both soccer and hockey. Yeah. And then you had there was there were some fitness issues that some of these teams brought in as well. France went to war without two of their best players, <laughs> and almost stole this thing. <laughs> One of those players being like the reigning Ballon d'Or champion. <laughs> Giroud is a backup. Wild. 
Yeah, right. It's just, and then they and they almost almost pulled this damn thing off. Yeah, I think the biggest upset's got to be Croatia knocking out Brazil. Yeah, and I know Brazil was a little bit light in their midfield, and because of that, Croatia's midfield still being awesome at the central stage of '82 was just enough to get them by them. And then the whole thing just became chaos. I had really stilled myself for a, a all Portuguese final. Oh, right. It, it, it looked like that's where that was going. And then we had the two the two upsets rounded out by God. Am I remember this correctly? Did Japan knock off Spain? Uh, Morocco. Oh, is that one of Morocco's Spain. casualties? <laughs> the the uh, you know uh, my my younger brother was saying the Moorish revenge. Uh, the review yeah, conquista, if you will. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No. They they were phenomenal. Uh, I, I, Bono was was just a wall for most of it, but they they were they were quality all up and down the pitch. Yeah, yeah. And the manager played to win, which was, which honestly is a big part of it. As as dumb as that sounds. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you want to get into the Burhalter slash Southgate experience on that? Like, <laughs> those fucking Ugh. guys. Too meta. It's like almost you get too meta into whatever it is that you're trying to do. It's like, folks, this is it. This is the this is the tournament of the world literally it's in the name like just go win Let, let's dial it back a little bit just play your best players yeah for how, how about how, how, how about that <laughs> keep it keep it simple <laughs> god this last week has been anything but simple it's just been an instagram war between Reina and burhalter which kind of tells you everything you need to know about the state of u.s Oklahoma. i think they i would say they did expectations the, the u.s was actually pretty chalk for me i i, I was very optimistic slash excited about that midfield because all, all of those guys like play top light football in europe and deserve to and that's before i knew who the hell Yunus munza was i think i said his name wrong again Yunus Musa. i keep trying i keep running it into one word like share or something or star lord <laughs> right, my apologies my apologies but yeah he, he was great um god i want liverpool to sign tyler adams in the worst way <laughs> i don't think it's gonna happen but that would be awesome yeah those guys were great we always have tall athletic guys that can play the back line we yeah. supply half the world with goalkeepers. The other half come from Brazil. <laughs> so that's usually not an issue. It's just, it, it is so hard for this team to score. I was way too excited about Tim Weah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is a competent winger. And that is about as far as I can go, if I'm going to be fair. My guy Jordan Morris played, and that's that's not good. He, <laughs> he's MLS good, don't get me wrong. I love that guy. But if he's, if he's logging a meaningful minute, we're doing something wrong. And uh, yeah, Gio Reyna just uh, didn't play. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't <laughs> really know why. No one really knows why. I guess there was an attitude problem, which he copped to. Um, okay, but after but he was told he wasn't going to play. <laughs> yeah, it's like what? It's the didn't for, Ronaldo for... run to something like that too? Like they were just like you're subbing in like the quarterfinal match or something. Like Ronaldo didn't start because the he and the yeah, coach. Yes, were... but he's old. Yeah. <laughs> And fair. you want that guy to come off and come and, and come fair, into the sixty fair. minute and, and go full full thirty minutes. That I understand. A twenty year old kid who might be our best player ever not playing for like I don't know what what was it eight minutes in the group stage something stupid like that. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no reason for that. I, I understand that you want to have discipline and team cohesion and all that kind of good stuff, but uh, folks, it's the World Cup. Maybe everybody needs to just uh, tone down the, the the rhetoric and the the. the the, the policing of stuff just for a little while because we got to go win. That is imperative. Like there's there's other ways to approach any kind of perceived or real 
discipline issues i can imagine like I, it just seems like it just seems like the writer's room got a little too hasty with the with the drama there well it's it felt like minimal drama i i, I <laughs> this is i guess another american that's not understanding um soccer players tend to be divas yeah ask psg just if William Mbappe is a pain in the ass just deal with it put him on and the field Neymar. he's on the same team <laughs> you know who played in the world cup Neymar and Mbappe. <laughs> yeah, right. <sighs> so that that's that was certainly frustrating. But yeah, they weren't getting past the Dutch. I guess it's it almost that that's fine. Pan was cool. They had, they were they were a fun story, exceeding expectations. Yeah, a- Africa. I keep hitting my my guard here. Africa and uh, Asia in general showed really well. Yes. Yeah. It the really felt like. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. True World Cup. Even Australia. Yeah. They, I mean, overperformed. They weren't going to win the whole thing, but they advanced and they scared France for 20 minutes. Not bad. But yeah, there was a lot of fun narrative. The number of times where you would have teammates like having to take PKs against each other was not <laughs> <Yeah>. small. <laughs> Arguably decided the France-England match. Yeah. When Kane overthought it and kicked it over the damn bar. <laughs> but that, that was a whole other mismanagement thing. I, I would argue maybe worse because England has so much talent. To not, to not get that right is just bizarre. I don't know that they would have won the whole thing. At some point, you probably have to win a penalty kick shootout. That's how these things play out. Right. That's just, yeah. Pickford, Pickford's just not they're not good enough to do that. Cutter put on a hell of a show, but uh, as as you alluded to, the human cost was was ugly for the second time in a row. It just doesn't doesn't need to be this way. Like I don't I don't care what kind of deals. Like FIFA, we know we all know FIFA's corrupt. It's pretty much almost always been. I think I heard something I, about that. <laughs> yeah, there may or may not be seven documentary films about how corrupt FIFA is. I don't it's know. Like it's, it, it's right after the F one formula on Netflix. Yeah, check it. Check it out. It's uh, they're gonna they're gonna make a they're gonna make twenty two films and they're gonna call the FIFA corruption cinematic universe because there's gonna be so many different angles and characters and situations. The more of these they do, and, but it's it, ultimately it's yeah it's unnecessary. You don't you don't have to award the cup to these places or if you do you don't have to have these low standards for how you put it together like it's just ridiculous i mean it colors the whole thing in a very negative light i, I, I don't see tracking at the last minute was bullshit too uh, yeah yeah lips everyone's welcome except get your pride flags out of here right no no beer well what do we do with this <laughs> barge of beer <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a shipping container full of alcohol. What do you want me to do with this? <laughs> Duff man is not amused. <laughs> right. So I'm going to say Cutter a loser. Uh, yeah. Argentina, big winners after they opened with a bizarre loss to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they looked better every game. France almost almost did it a second time. Second time in a row, real tough. Yeah. So good on them. The Japanese were a treat with their the celebratory cleaning of the stadiums. It was it was a good cup. I'm looking forward to it being North American in four years. Yes, absolutely. The logistics of that I think are going are going to be interesting to say the least. Right. Yeah. TSA will be having some be having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Constant border crossing. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see uh, politically uh, what the what who controls who who's in control of the houses of uh, government here uh, at that time <laughs> to see what kind of situation. And uh, logistical uh, prowess or lack thereof will be applied to uh, such a major event. Are you suggesting President DeSantis might have uh, <laughs> some issues with people coming to and fro across the Mexican border? Uh, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Of one. 
just the uh, the international nature of this is a little bit different than the uh, yeah sure plenty of people come from across the world to watch like I don't know NBA finals or Super Bowl or something but that's like a one to seven day thing not a month and yeah there's stuff happening in Mexico and Canada too but it you know it's gonna be most of the venues will be here in the states for sure yeah right and so yeah it should be interesting like so much so that i was kind of surprised there weren't going to be more outside of the states when you look at the map i think it's like two in mexico and two (laughs) in canada montreal was like now now we're good (laughs) so in the news do we want to talk about twitter's immolation do we (laughs) i mean every day i'm sure have just this yeah thing just today you know now they're like hey don't uh, don't link out to any other competitor Twitter's full of its own Twitter news, so folks can probably just tune in there. But it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's clearly not shutting down, but it's doesn't, it's never going to be the same. I think more so for me personally, and I think a lot of people say the same thing. For me personally, compared to Facebook or Instagram or any of the other services out there, Twitter was very special in the community and just the kind of the way things work there or worked, I should say, there. It was fun. It was just different. It was uh, engaging for me, even as not someone who tweets very much myself, but reads a lot of the tweets and follows a lot of different folks it was always a lively interesting uh, stimulating place and now it's just kind of like if there's not something that elon musk and his company his 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 people that messed work up. in this company have messed up and are is <laughs> it is breaking it's something about some nonsense that will happen or could happen or somebody else experiencing something really bad and it just all seems like a garbage fire that i guess will continue to burn as they keep putting more garbage in it week to week yes an inexhaustible supply of <laughs> refuse the part that i guess really interests me outside of the, the the internal drama and you know watching this thing that i did spend a, lot, a fair amount of time with it was my favorite social media as well was there has been no one has grabbed the throne true yeah hive is basically just going to be twitter but yeah if they can solve the whole uh every they can hack anybody's account problem <laughs> which hopefully they they is that a soon. problem or a feature? <laughs> uh, I hear things about Mastodon that frighten and confuse me. I think I might be just too old or just don't care quite that much to like figure out how to use that shit. Apple and Google have strangely not made their own version of it. Yeah. Or God, even Microsoft. That's their brand. Yeah. They take the thing you like and make a shitty version of it. Yeah. I think the technology side of it is like everybody knows how to do it or they, they, they have enough talented people they could do it really quickly. The part that and, and as, as Elon Musk is, says, people are saying, you know, it's speed running the entire uh, corpus of knowledge, uh, again, of uh, how to make one of these sites mistake after mistake after mistake. Like, it's the content moderation and the social pieces that you need to, like, staff up and, like, do. And, like, the tech companies are like, well, there's no there's no dollars that I can extract from, from this that I have to, like, fully staff and, uh, you know, grow over time as society kind of finds ways to kind of manipulate and, you know, adjust for things to, to, to keep the site sane and not, you know, constantly driving murderers to people's houses and whatever. And that happens plenty even on Twitter even before Musk took over. But really, I think that's the, 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 what these companies don't want to do, the Google, the Microsoft, the Facebook, the, the whomever. They don't want to be in that business because I think they could do it. I think they probably already have. Like they could take they could take some like code that they've had lying around for like some not other... enough juice for the squeeze. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And basically, yeah, yeah, they could they could roll up the servers, the infrastructure, the code, all that. And I don't think they're they have any concerns about that. It's this social piece where like you know they just don't want to be in that business. I feel like 
Microsoft really should be trying to get into that business because they're not currently. And they have enough structure where I think it wouldn't be ruining, but yeah, I mean, Twitter, they've been trying to monetize Twitter for over a goddamn decade and that continues to be the struggle. So, I mean, I, I think that probably is the, uh, the actual answer, uh, which, which is a shame. I wouldn't think it would be that hard to be, to make money off it, but it really, I, I guess hall monitors are expensive in, in the final accounting here. Well, when you're publicly we, traded, you've got this like treadmill you're kind of constantly on, right? Or maybe more like you have to turn the treadmill into an escalator of like constantly increasing revenue, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And yeah, that doesn't seem viable for, for Twitter, really, given what they do. That's a shame. I, more, moreover, it kind of speaks to the fact that I any of these things are going to have to deal with that at some point once investors get involved because yeah. capitalism just can't. <laughs> be okay yeah. with, a, with with a with a steady return every quarter it has to be the new hotness yeah yeah exactly it's like a, a forums are not profitable like that's what it's trying to be right like one forum with everybody on it and yeah that in and of itself you, yeah you sell advertising that's what, what they do and they try to use their algorithms to drive and you know engagement however negative and putrid that became but that that's what they were trying to do is try to drive more eyeballs to get the advertisers presumably there's like a, a limit to that that you hit and then that's it. Facebook, I think, is a little bit different in that they drove a lot of money because they they made something that was multifaceted in the way that uh, people post and talk to each other and sell things online to each other. Right. Um, they're constantly that was, reinventing, that's where right? Cash came from the advertising thing and the the pinpoint like by age group, location, preferences type of stuff that made them so much money because they did that better than any other social media platform. And then they started differentiating the services around and they bought the Instagrams and the WhatsApps and all that stuff. Just Twitter never did any of that. <laughs> so they didn't, they didn't get to Facebook's level of largesse. And even now, like, I mean, to, to your point, Facebook had to pivot uh, for any number of reasons after some things just didn't click. And they're in this metaverse legless <laughs> present day to future that's well they're trying like to shift going. into hardware yeah yeah and it's it, it hardware and and trying to make software relevant for that hardware that no one sees as being relevant uh because right. they're fundamentally a software company and it's not working <laughs> it's hard like just like you were saying that you're on this constant attempt to try to get the freaking uh investors to to drive up the the investment uh, the money and it, it doesn't it's not it's not not panning out wall street makes things worse full stop 2008 <laughs> came to say yeah, Wall Street not helping. We haven't, we haven't learned a goddamn thing, Ariel. That's no, that's I totally agree. <laughs> totally agree with you. Uh, so okay, so uh, it's been uh, since the year 1072 since we last spoke. All the television has come out. Yes. What what have you what have you been watching? We'll start there. Since the last time we talked, finished Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, finished House of the Dragon, managed to finally get that done. It was hard for me because. Unlike Game yeah, it's of not, Thrones, it's not like a slog. That's that, that, that's how I talk I mean, about watching Titans. Well, <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> oh God. I mean, the story is way better, of course, than House of the Dragon. But I found it hard to latch on to a likable character. You know, <laughs> even when Game of Thrones ultimately kills them, you know, within <laughs> like seven episodes later or whatever, in the original series, Game of Thrones, like I always found at least one character to kind of latch on to and want to kind of root for and i honestly don't really have that in in house of the dragon it's just kind of more like well let chaos reign burn each other to like you know to death i don't know like and that that has so it's interesting in its own right but it was difficult to kind of get ramped into that 
personally. Very well done series. I have no, I mean, outside of probably like the common criticisms about some things, I, I don't have anything that like for me I could point and say like I didn't like that or this was poorly done or whatever. It's just like for me, the story that they're telling was difficult to get. It was it was difficult for me to get engaged in early on when when the when things really started to kind of like. Uh, when they had a time jump and things really started to kind of get a little bit more uh, multi-layered in the intrigue, then it was easier to kind of just, okay, then I want to watch the next one, the next one, the next one. But uh, early on, I was like, okay, I watched the first episode. Eh, put this down. Let me go finish or keep watching Lord of the Rings for a bit. Finished Lord of the Rings, then came back to House of the Dragon. That was my uh, my path. It has a lot of time jobs, which didn't do it any favors either. Regarding the lack of protagonists that you're meant to root for, uh, totally agree. I think it's meant to be Rhaenyra, but they Probably. don't really s sell her. Yeah. I, I think you're supposed to, if nothing else, you're supposed to feel sorry for the, uh, the, the princess and the queen as they're put in the original novella. But yeah, without the rooting interest, it does quickly just become fire and blood, which, which are the words of Ta House Targaryen. So they, they, so promise, promise, <laughs> promise met. That's good. Yes, yes. But there becomes a question of why are we going through this whole exercise <laughs> yeah. when you do like, it that way. Yeah, yeah. There's a structural problem, though, that really, really comes home to roost in the finale. And this is going to sound very fun, very weird, rather, coming from a middle-aged white guy. But this show is clearly meant to be a critique of the patriarchy. Yeah, I would say and that's so. fine. Yeah. But they did it really badly when they're, they set up their narrative where as a kind of a, a oh gosh what's the literary term for this i guess this would be a tragedy of errors okay there's a sure, lot of misunderstandings sure. yeah. dri driving these conflicts like a cw show in a <laughs> sense which they tend to cw tends to lean on that a lot <laughs> absolutely absolutely and because of that we've, we've there's several times where we have these strong female characters <laughs> tm making horrible tactical decisions and so you've got this narrative that's trying to make this rhetorical argument for uh, equality within, you know, governmental bodies. And yet the narrative over and over again, like he's pointing out that that maybe there, there's a reason the patriarchy came to pass. Yeah. Uh, yikes. yikes. The, 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 yeah. And when you, <laughs> once, once you see it, you can't unsee it. The worst part is the, the, the end of episode nine. Renice can end this thing before it starts. True. True. Yep. But she doesn't pull the trigger. Her trigger, the trigger in this case being Melise, her dragon. <laughs> but the entire green court is right there for the offing, and she knows because she tells her husband in a extremely expository scene in the in the next episode <laughs> what's about to go down. And there's 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 lots of that. That's the most glaring example that comes to mind. You know, two months after this damn thing ended. <laughs> but it was just like, ah, this is you guys got to have sensitivity readers for this show because you clearly don't. <laughs> Super frustrating. So when they announced it, like, hey, it might be like two years till we get another season, I'm just like, eh, I can wait. Take your time. It's it's solid, but yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, they didn't crush it. Shit will get real now that the dance has begun. Whenever I guess I guess in two years, I hadn't heard yeah. that. Especially with the uh, Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh, I don't know. I'm waving my my hands around. I don't know what you want to call that whole thing. Uh Let's come back to that. There's a, oh God, I'm going to chew on that moment for an hour. So if Rings of Power takes two years, which I had heard, will you be sad about that? Uh, I, yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, the thing is, and we've talked about this 
many times there's almost too much good tv so like yes that that would suck to have to wait for more of that but also all right you know if it takes that much time i got you know other fantasy stuff like the witcher coming back next year and you know one last hurrah for Henry Cavill <laughs> that season next season uh before he's he's replaced that'll be good i mean i got stuff i got stuff to watch it's not like it, it's it's so horrible with with, with lack of, of options so those, those episodes cost a lot and they they really do such an amazing job with the world building maybe I, I, especially if if the vfx people can like work a regular set of work hours to get that stuff done i'm all here for a two two year break it does look like a billion dollar series yeah yeah but does it when it comes back does it go to the top of the queue did, did you did season one i guess they how much did you like it did you like it I did like it. I liked it quite a bit. It was, it, it was cool. Just since I hadn't read the Silmarillion or anything like that, seeing the story for the first time. So it was, it was interesting, captivating. Harfoots aside, I think I mentioned that last time. I don't. I mean, I, I get it, but I also don't care. Uh, I, I get why they're there. I get why it's important. I get the Hobbit, proto Hobbits, and 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 all that kind of good stuff. But I, I also don't care much for it. This that part of the story, because uh, I don't feel like it gave that much color to the whole uh, wizard uh, development thing most because again i just i just don't find that interesting but uh i get why it's there but overall it, it was like okay i want to watch the next episode want to watch the next episode it was it was it was a it was a blast it was a good good fun i think on my amazon queue with the expanse being gone yeah it's probably close to the top when it comes back if not the top so the, real the, time the, Har- the harfoots slash are uh <laughs> I mean, is it a spoiler if I tell everybody who it is? Oh, I, I, again, I felt like it's fairly obvious. It's almost that first episode, but we'll we'll call him the stranger. We'll I'll keep we'll we'll go along with that, okay. that nonsense. <laughs> okay. Um, what part of the, what part what storylines did speak to you? I think Galadriel's storyline in general was really awesome, and seeing her kind of develop and kind of not be I don't know like she seemed very almost omnipotent in the in the movies, Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, and seeing a portrayal that's you know a little bit more humanizing, and her having to to kind of build relationships with folks and still be principled and knowing what she wants to get at and all that kind of good stuff, it was just fun to to follow her around. I know what happens to Numenor. I mean, they they hint at it all throughout the the, the show, but I know that place is not it's 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 not going to be a place. <laughs> so, but everything the the you know the society the, Don't buy the civilization. Land there. Yeah, right. It's like it's, FTX. Yeah, <laughs> FTX <laughs> presents Numenor. <laughs> they all have FTX on the side of the boats. Anyway, uh, <laughs> all that stuff was really cool. I mean, just like who is who is Sauron? Who is it going to be? The whole Mithril thing uh, uh, between the elves and the dwarves, I think, was really cool. I mean, I just really enjoyed all of that stuff. Uh, you kind of know where you know where it's going to go, but in the build up to it and that they managed to tell an interesting story that were again like unlike contrasting the house of the dragon like plenty of people to root for plenty of people to 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 see and even you know you you know some other folks uh Isildur, for example is gonna mistakes are gonna be made <laughs> i know that <laughs> but even then it it was just uh it was fun to watch things kind of transpire uh and everything everything was just so lavishly built uh, and to make that world, it was it was engrossing. So it was it was just a lot of fun. Galadriel's uh, depiction is super divisive amongst the, the fandom because it, it's it's not that's not how she's ever portrayed. I was fine with it. It's pretty cool. And frankly, the actress whose name escapes me, I think it's she's yeah. 
yeah, very very Irish, and there's some Y's and E's in there that don't necessarily make sense. But I I thought it worked pretty well, so I was okay with it. It's not that significant of a departure. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to give her some some agency. Yeah. I, I know she wasn't, you know, you know, the general of the armies of the north or whatever the hell her title was in this thing. But I mean, it doesn't. It wasn't ever meant like no one ever said like this is the definitive adaptation. It will connect to all the previous Lord of the Rings material perfectly. It is meant as an extension of all extant video media. So because we could not buy those rights. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we did try. And we tried, but we can't. And so, like, I, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like this idea of yeah. The core story is the same. I think everybody can agree that the core story is, at least from what I've looked up, pretty much going in the same direction. Key things have been changed, but the 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 writers and the the folks making this thing feel like <laughs> brown people exist now. Well, uh, sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> among other changes. <laughs> Um, and it makes for a more compelling story. They feel that way and, and more engaging. And so like, okay, go do it. If Amazon says they're okay with paying for it, just go, go do it. It's a departure, but I, I thought they nailed it. I I thought it worked really well. Um, God, the Sauron reveal. That was (laughs) marvelous. I, I, (laughs) and I, again, being, being kind of a Tolkien nerd, I, I, I I figured it out probably earlier than I think I was supposed to, because I audibly Uh. guessed and Aaron was, Aaron was kind of like, kind of watching it, but kind of on her phone. She's like, "What? What? What happened?" And I'm like, "Oh God, I can't tell you. I don't think I'm supposed to know yet." <laughs> that was masterfully done to hide him in plain sight. Yeah, and I, I, I suspect that hit with uh, the initiated, uninitiated alike. Yeah, that was cool. And then you know, watching the transformation of the, the birth, if you will, of of Mordor. Yes. That was about half a billion right there. I, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Visually, visceral as hell. Chef's kiss to that. Yeah, it, it had a slow build, but it had a nice payoff. Yeah. You know, I think uh, not unlike Andor in that way, where I think some of these shows, maybe folks were starting to realize they, they can take their time to kind of set things up. If they've got a plan that they think there's enough investment from from the the, the house that's put the stream in it. That they can uh, they can set up a story, take a take a little bit of a slower road to get there, invest in the world, and gets that that gets the fandom invested, and then people are in there for the long haul instead of waiting for the latest twist, turn, death, whatever, which happens. But I wonder if there's like creative value and there's also like a business value in like if you maybe I'm I'm previewing some thoughts I have on the on the DC side of things after watching Black Adam this weekend. But like you can't just uh, franchise it. Work by the way. (laughs) You can't franchise it in the spot, right? You've got to if you want to build a world and you want an IP that you're gonna that you can leverage for a long period of time. It's gonna come back and bring more and more revenue and make people more and more rabid to go see things in this thing. You've got to build it up. You've got to take your time. Avengers one took four or five years to get there, and even that didn't really build everything in the MCU. Like you've got to take your time. You've got to take your time. In some ways, I think uh, as much material as Star Wars that had prior to Andor, we needed this piece, especially the people that don't watch the animated stuff. You needed this piece in there to to, to put some more fertilizer on the on the soil. Uh, and I, I think more franchises should do that. I think Lord of the Rings is, is in some sense doing that. You got a story, it was compelling, but it also built a world that you can then revisit. It really speaks to how, how much world building they haven't done in Star Wars yet. That Andor right? was so damn revelatory. 
Because ever since Lucas came back to it back in 99, the damn thing's been eating its own tail. <laughs> right. <laughs> to various degrees of success. Yes. Yeah. How ironic that a, yet another prequel would be the thing to like fix that. <laughs> I go back and forth on this because critics love Andor. And I really liked Andor too, but part of me wonders if it's a, if we're overrating it a little bit. But then I, I, I start taking it apart and I'm like, no, that's really good. That's really good. <laughs> That's good. Why don't I like this one? What the hell's wrong with me? I mean, like the only thing that I could I could think of that really kind of stuck in my craw a little bit because everyone loved it was that um <laughs> that expository diatribe from our our, our guy Skarsgård, <laughs> uh. <laughs> bitching about a sunset I will never see. Yeah, right. I mean it's it's a cool speech. It's very yeah. speechy though. Yeah, especially in an awkward like moment. I was asking for a speech, yeah. right? <laughs> like, I kind of have to go. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't miss this meeting, they're going to kill me. Exactly. So I, I, this, I know this is awkward, but I kind of have to get out of here. Double spy, standing right here in front of you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. it, it's the best part. It's the best Star Wars product since Empire Strikes Back. I really do believe that. That's some high praise, but I, I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, Mandalorian is really fun. Uh, and really good in a lot of ways, but it doesn't have the level of substance at, in terms of uh, what it's speaking about that Andor does. A lot of fiction doesn't. Yeah, and one thing that I, I guess also like I don't I don't know if anybody had very high expectations of this show coming in before episodes one, two, and three aired or whatever. It's high press machine aside, and I think uh, it what it gave me, which I didn't, which I knew I kind of was probably missing if you had asked me to criticize star Wars as a whole, but I don't think I was conscious or conscientious of it. It's like I needed to find a way to hate the empire as an organization more than I think the other star Wars media had really provided. We saw the Republic become the empire and we saw the emperor be a douchebag and any number of uh, media, you know, Darth Vader, very scary, but those are like individuals. If you want to see the, organization as a whole just just want to burn it all to the fucking ground <laughs> like Andor gave us that i feel in a way that other shows and media have not really done so rebels gets close the animated series but even then it kind of focuses on these like arcs where there's like a focal point of the empire it's it doesn't really give you the relationship yeah yeah sure. especially when they do the thrawn stuff later on it's just like not the same as like Man, fuck the Empire. Every person that wears that uniform, fuck them. Just like, fuck them all. Just like, Andor gives you that, I think, in, in a way that's unique. I think it's great. Yeah, it fleshes out this evil Empire that we were just told was evil. Yeah. Yeah, very, very timely message, unfortunately. <laughs> Simultaneously, they're, they're, they're speaking to what the rebellion, you know, what you're, what you're sacrificing in order, in order to, yeah. to get this done and why, that, why that's the right call. Yeah. And the really hard choices that come with that. Yeah, right. It's different than for Luke, right? Like going back to the original trilogy, like Luke's got personal stakes in it in a way that it just doesn't like you. It makes you question, like, why is everybody else wanting this so bad? Because it's so focused on the individual characters and what and what their relationship are is to the, all these other characters that happen to lead an empire or be lead a part of it in Darth Vader. In this case of Darth Vader and Leia be leading the rebels, but it's not. It's not. Uh, why does society overall support one side or the other? And that I think the show answers that. Yeah. If anything, the the previous material kind of speaks to why you would 
working for the Empire is just dumb. Like you're, you know, if, you, if you're a high-ranking officer, the chance that Vader's going to kill you <laughs> for one fuck up is not small. Right. What about all the guys that are managing to change the uh, change the assignments so that they're never on a ship with Vader? Why do they keep working for the Empire? <laughs> what about Ted in accounting? All right. What's <laughs> what's his what's his deal? Exactly. And we literally got that, and it was great. <laughs> fuck that guy. That, I I hate him more than any other character. But Ted's mom. Fuck that guy. She was pretty bad. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, fair I enough. Know, I can't remember what his fucking name actually was. Uh, yeah, I forget too, but fuck that guy. <laughs> Hated him from day one, from the jump. Yeah. The, the, the building of the Empire into a, into a force that had to be opposed. Well done. And Luthen Real, um, speaking to Rebels and the you know the animated series, they've been trying to get they've been trying to to hit that story beat for over ten years with uh, uh God I always I always I can't think of what the characters actually I always call him Saul Palmetto the Forrest Whitaker character <laughs> oh, yeah, Saul Guerrero yeah yeah the dark side of you know of you know, of rebellion they they've been try, they've been trying to like kind of show that and it's it's never really worked this time it works with with you know Axis yeah yeah speechifying aside (laughs) it is excellent i I don't know why i didn't love it more than i did i think there might have just been a lot of good television this year that too no shortage man no shortage did you watch both of the uh marvel hall specials yes the official one and the unofficial one if i told you i really enjoyed one of them and was kind of mad on the other which ones would you think i was talking about wow uh honestly i think that could be a toss-up for me I enjoyed Werewolf by Night more than the Guardians Holiday Special. I I liked both of them. I don't. I w- I'm not going to say one is trash and one is is to be on a pedestal. But in terms of overall enjoyment of where I ended up, the holiday, the Guardians Holiday Special was like, oh, that was fun. I really want to see the Guardians Volume Three movie now, but like it wasn't like I didn't feel like overall very immersed in it. If I were to describe my feelings about it. And Werewolf by Night, I felt more immersed, even though the tone of it, I mean, I guess the tone of both of them was just kind of off, too, for the MCU, but that's okay. They can, it, they're trying new things. Um, they're special presentations. They're not uh, a show or, or a movie, uh, per se. That was my view. So if you said the same or you said the opposite, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, really, I liked Werewolf by Night quite a bit. It worked really well, especially, you know, as, the, as, their, as their Halloween thing. I w- was really shocked at how little there was to the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. It, it felt like one of those like five-minute featurettes they would do back in the day to, to help connect their things, but it ran for 35 minutes. And we spent a lot of time in Kevin Bacon's house. Yes, yes. I mean, I... More I, than I thought. The, the the premise was funny, but there just wasn't enough there to go as long as they did with, which is why it was like half a musical, because I think even they realized, um, this is not really a fucking story. Yeah, not even a Disney ride. <laughs> I think there's more story in like the Guardians of the Galaxy story rides yeah, yeah. they have, and and Gunn made it right. He did, yeah. Well, and I think what yeah. they did was they like carved out a few extra days of shooting from during the movie to to get it done. So almost like maybe they kind of rushed this thing or something. But he wanted to do it. I think he wanted to do it. I think it was his idea. He gets to do what he wants to do at this point in his career, I would think. So maybe next time, just have a script. That's that's gonna be my advice. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I, I was I was pretty bored with that thing, and I was just like, how 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 is this only halfway over? <laughs> and I was like, oh, a musical. Oh, oh, okay. I mean, I know James Gunn is all about integrating music into his stuff, but this was different. 
yeah did i hate it no I, uh, not at all it, it was it was fun to see all those characters again i agree with you cyrus uh it's just kind of like well there's not much going on, on in this one it was it was just hard to get immersed it, it was self-evidentiary too that that scheduling was was an issue because it is <laughs> i guess mantis and uh, drax were available but no one else was. <laughs> right right it's like oh bradley and, cooper's and, got and the old 97 because we yeah, saw yeah. a lot of them for some yeah. fucking reason <laughs> yes and I'm guessing Pratt was able for like a day. Uh-huh. Because you could say, like, yeah, okay, this is all day. This was all one afternoon because he's only on this one set. So, yep. You could really see the strings. And maybe that's what, what, what well, there's a lot of things that bug me about, but I think that bothered me the most. Whereas with Werewolf by Night, I thought they squeezed a lot out of it, out of a very simple concept. And it's a whole new, the werewolf stuff, like, we haven't really gotten too much into the, that's, that, that monsters and, stuff aspect of the marvel cinematic universe dr strange his circle in the venn diagram kind of overlaps with it and i get that but it's not quite the same it's where blade needs to occupy a space and we don't have blade yet but soon and so but soon yeah uh finally got a new director for that thing and everything oh is that the hold up yeah the director left uh -oh. and they had to they pulled in a, a new writer for it too uh oh again <laughs> yeah and so but now they've got a new director so i think the train's back on the tracks i mean like but... the last time i heard of something like that happening we got a film called the rise of skywalker <laughs> yeah but i mean well i guess uh i mean that happened to ant-man i thought there was another marvel movie that that happened to i'm blanking on it though thor too fired they fired patty yeah i mean who knows i guess what'll what'll happen there but it's just seemed underserviced and they, they they're I guess Moon Knight has a tiny little bit of overlap in some sense there, but it's very different, very different thing. So Moon Knight is beyond categorization. <laughs> Moon Knight is everything and nothing at the same time. Yes, it is the Alpha and the Omega. <laughs> I, I liked it, but it yeah. really it's it's always going to be its own thing. But you know, it's been like that in the comics too. <laughs> yes, yeah. And honestly, She Hulk, for as as interconnected as She Hulk is, it's its own part of the prism, right? It's it, you're not looking at the white light. You're looking at how everything kind of branches out on the other side of the prism. And that's okay. That's cool. That's, that's, that's fine. And she will show up in other stuff, but it, I'm sure she won't be bringing her particular brand of storytelling necessarily, at least not all the time. And if, if she shows up in the Avengers, let's say, but it's cool to have all of this. I mean, it's great. We've seen She-Hulk stuff before though, not within the MCU. This is them putting their spin on it. Yeah. But yeah, there, yeah. there wasn't a whole lot new there outside of like, making fun of themselves there at the very end. Yeah, I'm just saying, like from a MCU perspective, they should keep branching out like this, doing doing this stuff because they take risks and it pays off more than it hasn't. I think uh, so far. Yeah, uh, and even when it doesn't like explode in popularity, it's still pretty good and it still makes them a lot of money. So everybody wins, unless you're right. angry on the internet. Right, right. You don't, well, you don't, you know, to come to bring it, I guess, maybe half circle, you don't want to be Star Wars. You don't want, <laughs> right. you don't want to be just eating your own damn tail for 25 years. Yeah. You don't, you don't get to a 30 plus film and uh, TV show franchise with eating your own tail. You know, you can lose a half a, a billion and a half dollars on your streaming <laughs> service, though. <laughs> sure. Yeah. The <sighs> messers didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. Right. They were, yeah. they were displeased. <laughs> yes. What is this, Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? So long, Bob Paycheck. Or <laughs> yeah. 
We, we hardly knew ye. We'll see what comes of that. Has Liger done anything of note since his... <laughs> I don't think so. His, his 11th hour reinstatement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen anything big there. I've been in and out of like the, the pop culture sphere, so I was, maybe maybe he did something cool that I didn't notice. I bet he started. I know Disney uh, Plus really want, really wants to know my demographics. Oh yes, I got the same thing. I, it's like, oh, I forgot that uh, they do it. They have an ad supported version now, so you know yep. they're going to use that if you ever pop down to that level. Nope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> would have the non ad supported version would have to get a lot more expensive before I would consider it. Yeah, same here. What movies have you seen in the in the theater this year? I I, I mean, I'll be honest. I I I just I don't go I, with the the being the parent of a toddler without that does not have the attention span and not also uh, not wanting to get COVID, frankly, the bigger driver. It's been really difficult to get to the theater. I, I will say I, I have been to the theater twice, maybe three times in 2022 because there's one nearby. I can go at an off hour fully masked up with nobody around because it's assigned seating and I can see who's in the theater right before I buy the ticket. Sure. Did that for, yeah, I did that for just three Marvel releases. That's it. I did it for Dr. Strange. I okay. did it for Thor, Love and Thunder, uh, and I did it for Wakanda Forever, which, by the way, really tough to find a theater that where there's nobody that wants to see that, <laughs> even if multiple, like I wait, I wait for weeks after release, you know, I'm trying to like game this so that it's, the theaters still have it, so they're just not like, F this, I'm not making any money, well, but it's like empty, and it's hard. I, I, I was going to say, to build on the idea, I think there have been two successful films, now first of all, I haven't been either, so let me put that out there, which is part of the reason I was asking. But I think there have been like two successful releases this year. One of them being Wakanda Forever, the other one being Top Gun 2. Like big mega hits that'll probably get to a billion dollars. Yeah. I think Doctor Strange is uh, considered a hit in the, the traditional sense, but it didn't get to a billion. I think it's considered a disappointment, actually, financially. Oh, okay. And I guess even critically, but I disagree with that, that second take for sure. Same. But I don't think much of anything. Uh, like, I mean, Black Adam lost money. Yep. Full, full stop. It's interesting because there, there are some who want to say, well, you know what, people are tired of superheroes, but at the same time, they're standing in front of like Wakanda Forever, which has what the box office for five to six weeks in a row now. Yeah. I mean, Avatar so, just came out uh, two days ago, so. Yeah. A James Cameron alien and water movie? The prophecy's you know. fulfilled. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's finally happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll make all the cash, too. And that'll probably be one that I'll probably want to figure out a way to go to the theater for. Seems like people are saying it's worth it. I mean, Avatar just never really, the original never really clicked for me. I watched it, was like, okay, this is fine. I uh, watched it once. I was not one of the, I don't know how many billion people that went, like, you know, three, four, five, Same. seven, seventy billion times. Uh, but I, I get it. I could see how it's... I did enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. I just watched it the one time. And one thing, I guess, in its, in its you know, to put it in its praise column, I did really enjoy the uh, the 3D experience. Yeah, that's probably the best 3D movie I saw in that era for sure. And yeah, I, so I'm sure it's did visually it bad, did, did it badly. That one, that one did wonderful. Yeah, most of them it's pretty gimmicky though. So I have no doubt that the visuals will be. I mean, God, 16 years later, I'm sure they're they're probably quite good. So worth seeing in the theater. But I, yeah, I don't. I have a hard time being personally compelled, to, uh, just given the the logistics required for me to get out to the theater. For Marvel stuff, it's just like really want to be a part of this. It's something I've always enjoyed from the very first film. Just Iron Man that is going to the theater to experience these things when they come out. Lucky to have the option that I have right now and that who knows what if that'll change, but uh tough. Just tough to go to the theater. Really. It used to be when you, yeah, and you know, this that's just us being older. But um it used yeah, to be that you know, that 
younger generations would cycle in, and it doesn't look like they are outside of that weird Minions thing. But I, I don't really care to not go to the movie theater for the most part. The number of films that have to be seen that way I think are pretty small. Uh, notably, I think this this second Avatar film that was over a decade in the making is would be one of them. Speaking of movies over a decade in the making, you want you to rip the Band-Aid off? Let's let's radically alter the hierarchy of power. All right, all right speak, the, speak the word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Black Adam. <laughs> I really liked how they portrayed in terms of the CGI and effects and power set of uh, Dr. Fate. thought uh, that was really awesome. I would love a Dr. Fate movie after this movie. Please. <laughs> um, uh, spoiler yeah. alert, not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't much care about Cyclone as a character going in, but even in her portrayal in terms of, again, how they depict her powers and what she could do was really cool. And it's like, we should have just had a Justice Society movie. I know it probably wouldn't have had The Rock because he wouldn't be the center of attention because he wouldn't have, he would have been the villain at best in such a thing. But uh, yeah, Hawkman <laughs> was, was pretty such, cool too. This was such a Warner Brothers DC movie. <laughs> through and through. Yes. <laughs> and all the good and the bad. Yep, yep. Okay, so th- th- this is the part that I was, I was struggling with this all night, subconsciously, I guess. What was wrong with this movie? Because it's got the screen story is perfectly fine but the direction is garbage i don't know why warner brothers can't take the fucking time with the right parts of the movie we have plenty of slow-mos but it's always <sighs> guys getting punched in the face yeah you don't, but when it comes to that. the third act reveal of you know who who wields who wields the power that's supposed to hit emotionally but they just blow through it so damn fast and time yep. and a time again they cut their own legs off by doing that couldn't agree more. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's the only way to look at it. That's why these movies keep falling flat. They still haven't figured out why people like those Marvel flicks so much. They have not. Now, I, I kept thinking throughout the whole movie, Kondok is like a unique country. It's meant to be a place special to... <laughs> it's East Black- of Parmistan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just for like, those who were wondering, because they didn't tell you. They could have... Like, wouldn't you expect, knowing what we know in the year of our Lord 2022, <laughs> that if you're going to portray a unique country, culturally speaking, in comic books, from the comic books, in a movie like this, wouldn't you want to treat it like Wakanda was treated in the original Black Panther? Wouldn't you want to breathe a certain amount of culture and life into it that's not all gritty apartment buildings getting destroyed by, like, a... Uh, uh, freaking uh, military uh, industrial complex type of uh, organization. Eighty percent of them were Australian, which was I. I don't... <laughs> so... <laughs> and that was like, so wouldn't, weird. Wouldn't you expect back? To, I think this kind of speaks to your point about what you were talking about with the direction. Like, wouldn't the director want to imbue a sense of personality and culture to this place that's unique that they can build? Black Adam on top of as being a product of this uh, ancient though he may be and as an extension like how he like he has to become an extension of what modern conduct is versus prehistoric not prehistoric but like past conduct no, was like, prehistoric I guess, I guess so but like they didn't do that they were just kind of like nah we're oppressed and like you know kill all they hit, you know, the, they kill hit the 2x cow. button until they got out of the fight scenes <laughs> yes and it's like man you could have built up. You could have built a franchise on this thing. 
but we just had well, to that, get that was the goal right but this it was just so poorly executed they they're <laughs> that flushing sound you hearing is <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay i maybe this is zooming ahead a little bit uh but i i did want i have a question for you sure um DC, DC Studio. DC Warner Brothers is just chaos. So go ahead and go wherever the hell you want to. That's all I ever do. Studios, James Gunn, Peter Safran, taking over. All signs are pointing to them just wiping the slate clean and starting over. Rest in peace, Henry Cavill again. <laughs> yes, yes. Especially in the you know, given the after credit scene from like Black Adam. But anyway, uh, fucking shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> like. What do you think you would do in James Gunn's situation? And if you would, if you were going to blank slate it or clean slate it, what would you start with coming out of that? It's amazing how little they've got done in almost 10 years time, even with them trying to fast track these franchises. So it'll be weird to not see Viola Davis as Waller. So you probably hang on to that. If you do want to hunger with Superman and reboot, which... I, I, I can't blame him for wanting to go that way. You do have to ditch Cavill because they wasted his 30s yeah. making stupid movies where he was an asshole for some reason, <laughs> which just really sucks because, as I've said, I'm on the record. I think he was he was great in the role. They just didn't use him right. Gal and Margot are perfect in their roles. but Agreed. It's, harder, it's hard for actors. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, I'm sure, could tell us. It's hard to stay to stay that thin, even with all the modern, modern Marvels we've got. So I don't know how how much. I, I guess you try and keep them, but I don't know how long you'd have. Even if you do, I would bring in Matt Reeves as Batman. I would lean into that because they did that really well. Yeah, that sounds good. Let, let uh oh god, what's Big Head's name? Um, let Pattinson be Batman whenever oh, yeah. you do. Whenever you do decide to do Justice League, Peacemaker's not broken true so you, so you got that and I, I think aren't we getting a second season of that yeah 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 so there, there you go which means we get hardcore again she's great that was nice, yeah. nice to see her show up in black adam <laughs> yes but he's got the chops he was one of the chief architects of the tone of the mcu and he's not succeeded in both television and film doing this stuff his only peer in that regard is literally john favreau which is great company to be in yeah so so i i, I like the move it's just it it took them so long to to make this call. It's just like, how do you waste this much money and time for that long? We're talking about the company about AOL, so <laughs> maybe it's on brand. <laughs> What's ironic is in the same time frame, they did this right too. <laughs> the Arrowverse is great. Yeah, I know it's formulaic, but when you have that many episodes, it has to be. Yeah, and given the time when it started. And the ambition of what they were trying to do on television and not like a streaming prestige, like the idea of a prestige streaming anything really didn't much exist outside of whatever Netflix was doing. Like, it's amazing what they were able to accomplish with the CW, the Arrowverse. It's, it's just, I, I don't know how the same company does it so badly on one avenue and does it so well on the other. It's just crazy. But that's exactly what happened. It's probably a result of poor corporate structure, I guess. I think Aquaman was another bright spot. Maybe you hang yeah. on to that, but I don't know how much more story there is to tell. Did, did the second film come out? This is how out of the loop I am with them. Next December. God. <laughs> and I, Assuming they don't kill it yeah. like they did Batgirl, <laughs> I guess. Right. Yeah, they got a Flash movie 
in the can. They got no, Aquaman they in the can. <laughs> I don't play that shit for a minute. I mean, it's filmed. <laughs> By uh, who? Yeah. Had a director for seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, tough, tough stuff. Yeah, you you'll notice Shazam I did not too? say keep keep Ezra Miller. It's Gio Reyna of <laughs> the DC Comics. <laughs> That's not fair, Geo. No. <laughs> uh, it's like yeah. he, he no. Very few actors are worth this much goddamn drama. Yeah, tough place to be in. I hope they take their time. I would much rather have one or two movies a year that are really good that are slowly building to something than what we've had. Take your time, folks. Don't rush it. I know you'll rush it anyway, but don't. Just, just build that around the characters, not the action pieces. Yeah, that that's the advice. That's that that's got to be like the, the their their prime directive as they move forward. How is that not like clear from the Marvel side of things? Like the movies that did the best, that resonate the most, are the ones that focus on the characters and have the unique characters that carry over into other parts of the franchise that everybody talks about. Your Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man, your Waika Taititi or Waika. Why am I not saying his name right? We're an hour two of the podcast, man. Taika Waititi, that's his name. <laughs> and we're full of rage. <laughs> Taika Waititi version of Thor, your T'Challas, those characters that everybody talks about all the time when you think Marvel, right? Like your your Star Lords and your Rockets and James Gunn knowing this very well, right? So like hopefully very, you know It's a very basic question you're asking. How can you be in the business of story and not understand it? <laughs> right. It's not about how cool that thing exploded over there. It's about these characters over here. Generally, there are yeah. weird exceptions like Venom doing amazing box office. Yeah, I don't. I can't explain that. I don't know. I, no one understands that. <laughs> not even Tom Hardy. <laughs> I'm sure it's a nice paycheck to collect, though. <laughs> sure, sure. Shit. So sometimes that that just comes down to like nothing else being out that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It was a it was a soft spot in the release schedule, as I recall. I think they've got the guy, so that that's good. I just it felt what a tremendous waste of time those things ended up being for the most part. It's gonna be a weird couple of years while they work on the new stuff to see what comes out and what they try to keep afloat while they figure out the new thing because there's gonna be that like movies don't happen overnight, right? So there's gonna be this weird mishmash of stuff like a Joker two, a Flash movie, an Aquaman movie. <laughs> There's this other st- all this stuff that's in various stages of completion. Maybe they deep six some, maybe they don't others. But it's yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be odd for a while before we get kind of the new plan in 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 release. Yeah, because mo- most of what you'd want to build off is the gun stuff. But you also have this problem where he he wants to he wants to go he wants to start over with Superman. So I, I just I don't know how the hell you do it. W- would you start over all com- com- clean slate or? Honestly, I think I would. Yeah, I would. I I'd start over. I was thinking about how slow someone might want to go, and if you want to go, if you want to focus on character, and these are some of the most iconic characters in history, right? Like the your Batman's, your Superman's, your Wonder Woman's. I wonder, like I I think it would be cool to go even slower than Marvel, and do two hero team ups. So you do your Batman movie your Superman movie. Maybe you keep, maybe you keep Pattinson as Batman. I think that, that there are some special gray areas in this, right? Cause you just rebooted Batman. Right. Why would you do it again? Uh, and Pattinson's 
perfectly fine. With critically acclaimed film, there's not necessarily a reason to, to reboot Batman again. But anyway, you, you, you have your standalone movies with these characters, and then you cross Batman and Superman over. You do like a world's finest. What the hell would that movie even be called? Batman Begins Again? Right. Yeah. Well, like, what? <laughs> yeah. You already have the Batman. You already have the Dark yeah. Knight. <laughs> what? You have Batman. You have Batman Returns. You have Batman Begins. Oh, I got it. A Batman. <laughs> a Batman. <laughs> oh, the man who Which would one? Be you don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get all those conjunctions in there. Uh, so you can maybe cross over two of the big characters in like a world's finest and you make world's finest your Avengers franchise for a little bit and you, t- you leave the Justice League for later and then you you do a Wonder Woman, you do Wonder Woman and you do another character or maybe you could do Wonder Woman and then cross her over with either Batman or Superman. But keep it to just two heroes. Keep the story tight and kind of slowly build out different aspects of your DC universe with like mythical characters, like mythology, like you know, the Wonder Woman can introduce, the gritty crime stuff Batman can introduce, some sci-fi that Superman can introduce, and maybe you, you go more sci-fi with a Green Lantern or, or Super Science with a Flash. But you build a, you do like a couple, two or three individual character movies, and then you do a world's finest to wrap them together. And then eventually, once you've done that a few times, you do a Justice League. This is a very long-term, slow view. I don't know if they would have the stomach to do that kind of thing, but I think it would be fun. Well, it really wouldn't be that slow if you did it right, because they've shown that you can do several of these in one year. True, true. So, I mean, you, you could you could get five movies out in like two years, as long as, as, long as there's a plan. And the writing's good. Uh, you just got to have a story <laughs> that makes sense. Don't just make it CGI crunch fest. For the the yeah. back third, right? <laughs> yeah, leave leave Kevin <laughs> the acronym this time out of it. And they have so much material to mine, and so many bad, so much bad material to, to look at and say, "Don't do that." I mean, right. I don't know. I mean, like I look at Superman and Lois. I'm I'm slowly making my way through season two of that right now. This season two, they do a take on Bizarro, and uh, it's different than what Supergirl did with her version of Bizarro in the CW and different than other takes I've seen on Bizarro. And it's interesting. And they, they're doing it in a way that makes sense for the tone and tenor of that show, which deals with the multiverse somewhat uh, in, in and of itself. And technically, I guess it's not part of the Arrowverse. And they do it really well. And it's like, well, they, you can you can go back to these these things, these characters, these stories, and revamp them and make something interesting without bungling it, I guess. I don't know how else to say it. Like, like people know these stories, but you can have interesting takes. You don't have to write yourself into a corner where it's just like, oh, and then this thing blows up and then this fire moves around and you have to punch the fire. Like there's other ways of doing this stuff. It's just amazing how they keep screwing it up. And I keep coming back to that thought, but it's, this is not like trying to translate a, a video game property, for example, because the story, because those have nonlinear stories. So that that's actually quite tricky. Sure. But these things, but as you, you know, as you, alluded to they've been in the public eye and the consciousness for like a fucking century now (laughs) there's plenty of material you just have to translate the damn thing how is it this hard they just i guess they just don't get it and i feel like i'm noticing marvel simplify their stories to some extent with these movies like multiverse of madness like they're keeping it simple in terms of villain and what they want there's there's a villain we establish that strongly what they want and how they're going to go get it we put them in conflict with the other characters and we just kind of follow that line. And there's not like three other Lex Luthor subplots or whatever going on. Like, it's just like, all right, we're going to go and we're going to knock into some things along the way 
but it kind of seems to work for them for the most part in that vein uh, lately, uh, especially in phase four where we're trying to introduce some new characters and reflect on what happened in the past and all that kind of good stuff. You don't, ha- it doesn't have to, doesn't have to be complicated, I guess. It doesn't have to be this 20 sided dimensional prism of <laughs> stuff that you have to get through. Yeah. It certainly doesn't seem like it's that hard, but they keep doing it wrong. Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it I is. Mean, I, I mean, I, I don't see these boardrooms. I, I haven't made a DC movie. I can't tell you. <laughs> like, I, I can't exactly throw a stone. <laughs> but uh, right. as a fan, I'm disappointed because I, I think there's great stuff to, that they could do. These characters are great. I want a good Superman movie and a Batman movie and a Wonder Woman and Green Lantern and Cyborg and Flash and you name it. I just I want to like it, too. I don't want it to just <laughs> come out and uh, be like, whatever. How likely do you think it is that he comes in and fixes the ship? That's the question. Everyone knows what the damn problem is. Yeah, I think he knows it. Does anything actually change? I think he knows it. It's just like, is he going to have the leeway to see it all the way through? I think that's one thing that maybe Kevin Feige is... Man, maybe Kevin Feige's been honestly lucky to some extent where like he had a thing he wanted to do and he was able to kind of, for the most part, see it all the way to this point. He had to fight for that autonomy, though. Yes, he did. And he could have fought for it and gotten fired, but he, he, he wasn't. And they, maybe that's the real. <laughs> but instead, he waited until Avengers made a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a thing, right? Like you have to, you 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 have to know how much you can push and what you can get and what you can work with. And he didn't have, like, he didn't have Daredevil and and uh, Jessica Jones and stuff, right? Like Marvel TV was di- treated differently, and presumably that upset him very much. Uh, and so it's taken a long time to kind of maybe get the full, and maybe he doesn't even have the full vision of what he wants yet, even, but. He's gotten a good chunk of it, and it may, that may be the difficulty for James Gunn is just getting enough leeway to see some of these projects play out to the point where he gets to a major milestone. Yeah, as we go into a recession, I mean, where the the economy is going to come into this conversation, but that leash is going to be very short. Yeah, the first film he makes has to be good, and if it's and Superman, it has, be, it has to do well. Like this is what, the kind of a, a weird uh, segue, but Andor doesn't have the viewership members despite the sterling reputation. True. True especially compared to Kenobi, which is not, I would argue it's quite bad, but it did very well. Yeah. You've, and you've, so you've got, you've got to thread both those needles simultaneously because the people, the people have not liked the creative output for a while from, from DC overall in general, a few bright spots, notwithstanding. And then you've got to make the money. So you've got to have both sides of the rotten tomatoes. <laughs> be, uh, be fresh. <laughs> oh my God. Do you ever watch the little featurettes? No. I found this random thing where they were playing a game called Star Wars or Florida. Okay. Oh, it's amazing. Like some some from their staff was like she was sitting down with the uh, the cast of The Force Awakens. So this is years old now, and she would give them a headline, and it was like, "Is that from Star Wars or is that something that happened in Florida?" <laughs> wow. This is worth a Google when you when we get I, done I here. Will, <laughs> I will look this up. I will look this up. Well, what, what as we're wrapping up here, what else stood out for 2022? Anything, anything non-genre hit, hit you? Non-genre. Uh, man, honestly, this year has been such a blur. World Cup aside, tying back to what we were talking about. I'm trying to think of non, non-genre, non-comic, non-sci-fi stuff. That's tough. That's tough. I don't know if I can say, uh, if I can think of something off the top of my head. Honestly, I have a hard time thinking about what I was watching in January. Was that Book of Boba Fett? Was it still going on? I don't even remember. It was about that time. For example, Westworld season four came out this year. Yeah, and I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. And then there it got go. canceled. And uh, I was like, well, that sucks. Wait, what? 
Yeah, they canceled Westworld. Oh, it bombed that badly, huh? Yeah, and I the guess plan season was five, to do one, they were going to have one more season to finish the to finish the story, and now they won't. What the hell, Warner Brothers? Season four was not that strong, so I can't say I'm terribly shocked by that. But I I did like it, and I thought it was worth watching, and I was hoping to get like the final chapter. So yeah. that, that's kind of a bummer. How about Umbrella Academy? Did oh yeah, that? yeah. Okay, absolutely. so you did watch that. Okay, watch that. Love that. You know, right now, uh, have we talked watching... about that? I can't remember. <laughs> I think we did. I think we did. I think we had an episode okay. on that. I want to say we okay. did. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know if it was before the last season aired, the most current season aired, or if it was after. But pretty sure we talked about it. Uh, watching tons of anime too, where I get a chance because those are just twenty-minute episodes. I completely forgot about anime. Yes, it's back with a vengeance. Bleach Thousand Year Blood War is just amazing. Every episode, the animation quality alone. The story is epic, and I, I, I read the manga, so I, I, I kind of knew that kind of going in. That is an anime movie every so episode. This is like the Rings of Power for you. <laughs> that is an, yeah, and it is an, it, that, it feels like the budget uh, equivalent on the anime side. This is great because we, we flipped. I started to read the manga and then didn't. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, the, when the series got, you know, quote-unquote canceled, or as it turns out, just put on hiatus, I was like, well, I, want, I, want, I know there's more. I want to read it. And then I just kind of never got around to it outside of like one Tonkabon. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, like, holy crap. They just, they're just like, yeah, every episode is just going to be a movie. We're just going to have all of the, all of the quality. It's just Sakuga like the whole time. Like we're not going to fill, we're not going to just pan it with audio. Look, it looks like those OTAs that they made yes. back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Except it's the actual story. Yes. All the time. We're going to, we're going to lightly redesign the characters so that they're just a little bit more dynamic and you feel like time has passed. But they are the same. They even flash back to the old show when they do flashbacks. I'm sorry of laughing. That just made me. I remembered something though. I was like, I are we, are we, are we have we decided to make Orihime older by making her boobs bigger? Is this, oh. is this the plan here? I don't remember her don't being know. like ready to fall over every time she. Oh, well, maybe she. You know, she hasn't really shown up too much in the early part of the story compared to D Cup. I reject. The... Okay, sure. I think they were really going for the vibes too. Like they know how to go for the vibes. They always did on that show. They brought the soundtrack like, back. Yeah, they it's did shitty, that. Shitty, but also awesome soundtrack. <laughs> yes, yes. Like early two thousands. This is the, yes. And I, I, I think maybe unexpected uh, fun is like when they flash back to past things that have happened. They fl- they just use the old show, and because the animation is like older, they they it just looks vintage. So they they just kind of get that without having to try too hard to make it feel like a memory again with the vibes. Like the every episode ends in like a poem, and that's relevant to what's going on. And just the way that they introduce the title card for the episode is unique in every single one. It's just awesome. I'm just I'm so glad Bleach is back, and they're doing such a good job. And they just they just said that like uh, it's four cores, I think. So like four collections of thirteen episodes, I think, to tell the whole story. I think I have that right. Oh, and so the so what? The, so they really we're not we're not fucking around. No, we're spending a whole year on this bad boy, my friend. <laughs> but it's and not going to be another 300 episodes. No, no, they 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 got they got the budget to go straight to the end, but they they but they're also like we know we're awesome. This is awesome. Uh the first core is going to end on the day after Christmas. And so that's going to be a 1-hour special for y'all. Uh enjoy <laughs> another holiday another holiday special. <laughs> And just uh, if the old 97 yeah. show up again, I'm going to be pissed. I'm just telling you right now. 
I, I doubt it. That's not part of the vibes for this. Done, <laughs> done with those guys. Yeah, you, you got you got that stuff. You got the. It's the been Jiu-Jitsu a comfortable pair. Of, came out. It's been yeah. a comfortable pair of slacks. I, I just, I, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, they just, they just fix the coloring basically, <laughs> to your point. But it, it's, it's, it's bleached through and through. And the yeah. fact that it barely has a story or character motivation it doesn't matter. The fights not are what it's all. about. Yep. Yeah. This is this is the yeah. opposite of DC. Yeah. <laughs> DC should make bleach. There you go. <laughs> And the, the, there's no CGI like there's, oh, that's the, right. you know, the, and the fights, the fights are dynamic and they're, I mean, there are still CGI to some extent when they, when they show like the energies or whatever, but like, it's just different. It doesn't, it just, yeah. Yeah. Please. It's awesome. It's the closest to pro wrestling that I'll ever watch. <laughs> there there's a go. lot of posturing and bullshit, yeah. but then when, and, and they get down, they just smack it hell out of each other. Yeah. Yeah. And they got cool swords. That's, you know, that's what it's all about. <laughs> Hell yeah, that that it's what I want from it, and that's okay. And it's only twenty minutes, so who gives a shit? It's fine. Right, right. I, I know, I know, it's probably weird that I like both these things, but I do like both these things. Yeah. So some 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 things, it's, it's okay if they're basic. If they do it well, you have to do like with anything else. You just have to do it well. You, you have to find the through line that has that solid foundation that you that you you stick with. It's almost like principles, but I don't know how to describe it exactly because it's not quite the same. But it's like. Bleach knows what it is. They know what it like. The Kubo knows the story he wants to tell. He knows what kind of genre he's in the shonen anime, shonen manga kind of path. But he's gonna do it in his own stylish, cool way, and he's gonna see it through. And he's not gonna compromise on it to get to because, the end. Because the studio also knows what Bleach isn't. Yes. And they don't try to put like other nonsense in because they think the audience wants that. And it's already it was already a success before they started this thing. They're just like, okay, we're going to finish it. We're not going to try to force you to be something you're not. Just go. Just go make it to the end. Enhance it however you'd like in terms of character designs or coloring or whatever. But you've got the budget to see this to the end of the, to the, end of the story. As much as I'm enjoying it, and I'm so glad they got the old, the old, the old uh, dub cast to come back to, even though they are older. Second best anime I've watched this year. Have you tried Cyberpunk Edge Runners yet? I've seen like one episode, and I was holy not turned shit off. Is, holy shit, is that good. Well, there you go. I know it's I know it's one of the top ten of the year for most people's list and stuff. So they they crushed it. Nice. Which is nice because I, I I it's my understanding that the video game was hot was hot garbage. <laughs> yes, it was for a real long time. I think they fixed it since then, but what a disaster! That's one of the 2022 gaming disasters. Is that? Yeah, but I guess the right guys came in and were like, you know what? There's something here. It's oh, it's it's so good. Cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, it's still in my queue. I mean to I mean to continue with it uh when i when i got a moment um checking out spy family as well everybody loves that uh it's it's lighthearted it's fun i need to get around to that i've, I've heard well i haven't heard anything but i've noticed that it's it's a talking point in within the fandom so yeah chainsaw man is another one that gets everybody excited i watched the first couple episodes it's another one where it's like hard for me to like anybody on there so tough yeah. but everybody on the internet is like rabid for chainsaw man on the on the weeb side of things I've I've heard of it. I that's about it. I think Mobile Suit's back finally. Yes, a brand new Gundam, new universe, and they went ahead and decided to do Revolutionary Girl Utena in Gundam form. Not what anybody was expecting, and uh, it's quite interesting. <laughs> that's like falling for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> what if we took yeah. Overboard and, and but we added a Lindsay Lohan in Christmas? Wouldn't that be good? The answer is no. <laughs> they 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 do not watch that movie. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Witch from Mercury. Not what I've expected. The I watched the preview movie before the show started, and that was brutal and sad. And then the show started, 
I'm like, this is well, yeah, there's there's a through line here. And the further you watch the the darker it becomes, but like it's still airing, of course, there's still plenty to go, but it started in a very different place than I thought it was gonna start. Yeah, it's 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 a change of pace, but more power to Gundam for trying uh, you know, Gundam team to for trying some new stuff. Yeah, that's a pairing I never would <laughs> have thought of, but then yeah, I or I just I don't have anything to add. <laughs> yeah, that's that's something. It's something. And Jujutsu Kaisen had a movie only to come out this year after the show ended uh, in 2021. Uh, that movie was was great. Uh, I'm looking forward to season two uh, next year. Uh, My Hero Academia is still going strong. There, there. I have I'm not caught up on it yet. I just uh, watched the first couple episodes of the new season and I fell behind. But uh, uh, you know, another franchise that just keeps going. Yeah, pretty compelling stuff uh, from what I was able to see so far. And I think we got Attack on Titan starting part three of the last season next year. I don't know why they call it the last season. If it has four or five parts, folks, you're just doing extra seasons. Just just call it the season four, five, six, seven. Don't do this part one, part two, part three. This was the thing Japan had on us. We could follow the damn t- <laughs> narrative literally because it was one, three, four. Yeah. Don't start that crap. Don't know. Yeah. Don't do what we don't <laughs> learn from our mistake. <laughs> don't do that and let Henry Cavill be Superman. You'll be all set. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that poor guy. I guess he's got a Warhammer 40K deal with Amazon Studios now. I've seen this. They better bring the right people in on that is all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very rich universe that they've, they've uh, the Games Workshop has built up over, I guess, 40-ish years now. But it's also super complicated, and it doesn't really have characters that I think people are familiar with. So that could be an exercise in blowing through a lot of money real fast if they don't do it right. Well, hopefully they, they're learning the, the right lessons from Lord of the Rings and... Black Adam. You know, Black Adam. <laughs> and arguably Wheel of Time as well. Just, like, take your time. Take your time with it. Take it slow. Build stuff that people can, like, engage with deeply, and then they'll stick around. Do you think The Last of Us is going to be good? Man, that's a great question. I think it'll draw a lot of critical attention. Is this the attention. year video games like get into like cinemas and it works? Uh, Uncharted was kind of eh. I gotta say, I watched that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's all I really say about that. We had we had high hopes, but it was just a bunch of shit thrown together. Yeah, I mean, Last of Us. It's possible. Yeah, Last of Us, and we had this Super Mario Brothers that doesn't look like a total disaster. Oh, yet. yes, yes, true. Yeah, uh, I guess a Sonic movie came, sequel came out this year too that I did not watch. Sure. <laughs> uh, I'm sure someone cares about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Seek uh, professional help. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I guess to answer your question, I feel like I feel like it'll get a lot of talk. That people will talk about it, but I can't say I know from the trailer and just kind of my feelings on it how people will ultimately feel when it's done. I mean, having played the original game, the ending was brutal. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if like. Are people missing that Walking Dead style? Are they going to bring something to it that's different than The Walking Dead? Or is it going to be The Walking Dead with slightly different <laughs> zombie types? A good story. And on HBO? <laughs> I mean, it, it certainly isn't built to drag out to however many episodes Walking Dead is, because I know it's not over yet. So, yeah, I, I don't know. HBO did make Watchmen as a one and done. Yeah. They could do that with this, I guess. They never promised it would be like a multi-season thing. They never do, I suppose. Yeah, I think if you're contracted them, you just kind of understand you need to do like what both the magicians and Westworld were doing. If it needs to end here, it can, but there's room for more. You just got to build your show just in discrete story and arc units like that, which 
with streaming, most of these things have a cultivated too. Yeah, I did, you know, when I asked that question, it never occurred to me. I mean, there might be a The Last of Us Season 7. <laughs> what a goddamn disaster that would be. <laughs> Honestly, yes. <laughs> it took them a long time to make a Part 2, and people were pretty depressed about playing Part 2 when it came out. <laughs> Not like really part, The Last of part, Us. Yeah, Part 1 left... Uh, Left things pretty, pretty, pretty down and, and 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 gloomy. I can't imagine part two really picks up in a happier place. And then, my understanding was it was just kind of more of the same type of thing. Well, not knowing the story beats necessarily. Yeah, I just I just wonder what the show will the show bring. Is the show going to be Walking Dead? Walking Dead clone going to be something else? It's much more type story in the game of just the two people. Uh, Joel and Ellie. So I guess that'll be kind of different than Walking Dead to some extent as it kind of expands into so many characters. So it sounds like you you're, you bet against it. I just kind of... I, the story is good. The game clearly is a massive success. And so if they translate that well, and I think it's feasible because there's not that many supernatural elements that people aren't used to seeing or implementing on television with the whole zombie thing. I just I just don't know if it's going to be like a super huge hit. Like, are, Do people want more zombie stuff? They're fungus zombies. They're not virus zombies sure <laughs> that, that's kind of it but i would posit as someone who doesn't enjoy zombie stories at all that that part is completely relevant uh, so there you go it's, maybe it, that's it's enough suppo- it, it's supposed to be the characters right and how you tell yes. that particular kind of story yes but i listen i don't understand the genre i read the first trip ever got the comic i thought it was incredibly poorly written and then i watched this thing like captivate america it was america's favorite hate, hate watch for over a decade <laughs> So what the hell do I know? Uh, yeah, I, I, it was like every season of it was like Game of Thrones season eight. <laughs> but people kept watching it. So uh, I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I, I got nothing. I have no functional advice on this damn show. <laughs> I just I'm I'm here to find out if if the first season is the entire first game. Are they going to end it the same way? And then I will read the takes. I want to read the takes on that. <laughs> I'm here for that part, so it'll take a while. But I'll, I have not played the game, yeah. and its fandom has been very kind, in not not spoiling what apparently is a bummer of an ending. And I mean, so, I, it's depressing, but it's it not. It sounds like it could be another red wedding. It's it, yeah. It's it's. I would say it's in that vein of choices were made, and as a player, you whether you agree with the choice or not, in, in unlike other video game choices. You don't have a choice. You have to proceed and press the buttons to make the thing happen that happens. And then you've got to reflect on that as the story ends in the final cutscene. And it's a hard choice that a character makes. And it just leaves it there with these huge implications. And you're just like, um, what? And I just want to see if they do that in the show. And see people react to it. I'm waiting for the the numerous takes from any and all. Places. Is the sure one or anyone we're familiar with? I don't know. We have a guess. It's got. Oh yes, it's the it's the Chernobyl people. Oh, so not a comedy. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're not going to have a, a, a funny take where they name Larry the fungus zombie. They kind of. Oh, you thought you were depressed. <laughs> <laughs> Come into my office of pain. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Trying to see here, trying to look it up, but I'm pretty sure the showrunner is, uh, yeah, Craig Mazin, Chernobyl. Yeah, I think that's about right. That's about the level of tone that you want for this. Thing. Okay, so so it's off to a good start. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I, I know that game is very well regarded, especially for its story. So I was very intrigued to see if someone can finally get this done. But 
you know, to to your you know to your point, we are six months removed from Resident Evil tanking on Netflix. So well, I don't know, but I, I am just, I am not the person to ask. This is a genre that typically does absolutely nothing for me. <laughs> I think we're done with 2022. Man, did we forget anything? Probably, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm watching uh watching anything Wednesday we... right now with uh, with uh, my wife. Uh, Currently top our... of my queue. Yeah, the internet the internet liked it. It's I I look I'm a dad now, and so dad jokes uh, of the Adams family variety get me for some reason. I don't know if it's just like a hormonal change that happens when you have a child. For stuff beyond the dad jokes, but uh, the dad jokes contribute to it. This is such an obvious marriage. It's like, <laughs> why didn't Tim Burton do this twenty years ago? Kind of I, for deal. real. This is so like in his wheelhouse. I would be shocked if yeah. it was bad. I feel like that, like his kookiness has been toned down to the right level for me and my preferences, and they've fleshed out the the lore around the world of Adam's family to make it like. An interesting show i i don't know i i'm i'm just surprised at how good it is honestly i'm ready for the adams family cinematic universe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i am actually not can't imagine cousin if the series would uh <laughs> would uh do gangbusters all right well this has been another episode of full center for your podcast i've been cyrus mortazavi Eric rodriguez has been here with us as well thank you for having me sir this episode and previous episodes of Full of Sun and Fury Podcast are available at fullofsunandfurypodcast.com or by subscription at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. This has been a Great Sword Studios production, copyright 2022. <laughs>